0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 1002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 1002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 1002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the Franchipreneurs a one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Scott Nichols of Boyd's 99 Barbershop, and with 115 units across the U.S., the barbershop is known for its edgy alternative vibe that embraces individuality and is revitalizing its franchise efforts. And today, Scott will share the founder's story, how the brand differs from other barbershops and hair salons, growth opportunities in the hair and beauty space, the rich culture the brand embodies, and its franchise strategy. We're going to talk to Scott about that in just a moment. Franchise, stick around because we have a great show.
1: The Stone Coat franchise opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion-dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com, or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700.
2: Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney Australia you're listening to franchise interviews franchise interviews
0: hi everyone welcome back to a very special edition of franchise interviews where for over 12 years now we've been asking the Frenchman or one I'm your host Marty McTurman. I'm the president of franchise interviews and as we were saying earlier we have a great show today we're meeting with Scott Nichols of Floyd 99 barbershop With 115 units across the U.S., the barbershop is known for its edgy alternative vibes that embrace individuality, is revitalizing its franchise efforts. Hi, Scott. Happy holidays. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Marnie. How are you? Happy holidays. I'm doing great,
0: Scott. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to have you back on the show. We always like to ask our guests where you calling from today, Scott.
3: Uh, I'm in uh, suburban Chicago today.
0: Oh, fantastic. Is it cold there today, Scott?
3: Uh, It has been, but... uh... You know, it's it's warmed up a little bit, and uh, nice right. to see the sunshine, finally.
0: Exactly, yeah. Same here in eastern Pennsylvania. You know, I, I've spoken to you in the past, Scott, so it was, I was saying it's great to have you back on the show. And, you know, you have such a very impressive background. Maybe you could talk to our listeners about your background, you know, and how you got involved in franchising.
3: Sure. Um, well, I, I don't want to say I fell into it, but I guess I did fall <laughs> into it. Um, I've been in franchising now for 25 years, 25-plus 25 wow. years now and have been uh covered a wide gamut of uh, industries and franchising I've done hotels done quick service uh Dunkin Donuts Jimmy John's Arby's hotels with Hilton and Sherith, uh, Holiday Inn and Sheraton and then uh, most recently um you know was with in retail with uh, Sears Hometown and Outlet stores and then right. uh last position was, was in fitness with uh, a boutique concept called Spenga Uh, which is kind of similar to Orange Theory, uh, but has a much more upscale um, look to it uh, that's doing very well now. Um, And then uh, Floyd's came along and uh, jumped at the chance uh, to get to uh, kind of restart their franchising efforts on a nationwide basis. Uh, Just a great company to be with. Mm
0: What, what what drew you to Floyd Scott? You know, and another question I have for you—it's a 2 pronged question—but you, you know, what do you like most about franchising as well? Because as you said, you know, you've been doing it for a quarter of a century. So you know, obviously, you know, you're good at, it and and there's something that you like about it. What what kind of, what do you like most about franchising?
3: Well, a quarter of a century, God, that makes me feel really <laughs> I'm old. Oh, sorry to me. make you feel Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: you know, I the the thing I love about it—it's it's just kind of a. Uh, uh, vicarious thrill of seeing people realize their dreams, uh, of owning right. a business. Uh, and, right. and, uh, that's, that's what I love the most. And, and, you know, in every, every position I've been in, I I've always had a comment or a letter or notes sent back to me, you know, when somebody's opened up their first location, and just say, you know, I I never thought I'd see this day where, you know, I own my own business and I owe all to you, you know, to help me get through this process. Right, and that, right. you know, you you can't. I don't think of anything that can make you feel better than uh, than helping people do that. So that's that's really what I love doing.
0: You. Change their lives to some extent. You're part of it, aren't you, Scott? Are you part of the experience in some sort of way? yeah
3: very much so. Yeah, I mean, That's it's fantastic. when you go to grand openings and and you see the look on their faces, and they're just excited, and their and their family yeah. and friends are there, and uh, you know they're sharing in that joy. Uh, it's it's. It's an incalculable feeling. It really is.
0: When I first learned about Floyd's 99 Barbershop, Scott, I was I was like, wow! I said, this is a really cool concept. You know, and, and I imagine that's what drew you to the company. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the company history because I think they they really do have an interesting story, which is why we kind of started this show. Maybe you could walk us through, you know, why sure. Floyd's 99 Barbershop was created and, you know, <clears throat> what, what were the company's goals in the beginning?
3: Sure, they. Again, they were. It was kind of an exploratory thing. They had the brothers Rob, Bill, and Paul had been Mm. uh, in business together. They had started out in the concessions business and um, had been traveling all around. They they'd had concessions with the Ice Capades, with the Harlem Globe Trotters, and traveling all around the country, and just kind of reached a point where you know it it just grinded them down and they wanted to get back to Denver which is where their roots were and so uh when they did so they still had a concession business there um but you know one of the things they were you know they were out talking to one another and said god I'm you know want to get a haircut but it's a pain in the butt because I got to drive to a salon right. you know half an hour 45 minutes wait you know for my or get an appointment wait several weeks um and then pay a lot of money for it and they just felt right. like uh there was a better space in the mid tier where you could get a great cut at a good you know at a, at a fair price and uh, that's kind of how the Floyd's concept, uh, you know, was evolved into offering, you know, really being competitive in that mid-price tier segment um, in the business, but offering a salon quality uh, service with the cut uh, and everything else that we offer, um, you know, when, when you go in for uh, when you go in for a haircut.
0: And it's really an experience too, and I know we're going to talk about yeah. this, Scott. You know, but again, when I was on, you know, the YouTube watching the videos, you know, it, it did give you the feel like you're almost like in a, a, a sports bar or something. It, yeah, really I mean, I,
3: I can't even. Yeah, rock and roll is a very, you know, critical part of it. We even have our own radio station, Floyd's 99 Radio, um, where we we literally pipe into all of our shops. Uh, you know, the Floyd's 99 uh, Radio that we had designed yeah. for us, uh, the company out of Denver. Um, but it's not just. It's not just the music, I think it's the personalities of the the barbers and the stylists that are there they They are all very individualistic There's a very eclectic group um we put them through a, a really great set of training and there's also continuing ed with floyd's academy uh floyd's ninety nine academy that we have um and it just it just creates a difference where if you look at some of our competitors in that set um that we're up against. I mean, a lot of times if you took the sign off of their building and you walked in, you wouldn't be able to differentiate them, whereas when you <laughs> right. walk into a Floyd's, you know right away you're in a Floyd's. It's just, exactly. it's an immediate, enveloping, fun, inviting, uh, exciting vibe to be in, in a Floyd's. It, you just, it's hard to describe. I mean, that's, I happened to walk into one by chance uh, when I was in Chicago. About seven months ago, and I was just—I was I at know. Wrigley Field going to a Cubs game, and I was walking by, and I saw what the heck is this? And right. I walked in, and I thought, "Wow, this is neat. I wonder if they franchise." And then, you know, about uh, six or seven weeks later, I get a call from somebody saying, "You know, there's this really neat concept out of Denver that's looking for somebody potentially." So uh, keep it in mind. And wow. then one thing led to another, and here I am.
0: It was almost like fate, wasn't it, Scott? <laughs> it was.
3: It really was. So and I've just I'd loved it. it. I mean yeah. every minute uh have been here and it's it's not long but uh I've absolutely loved it. I mean they've really made and, me feel welcome and and uh you know it's just like they treat us, you know when you come in corporately they treat us like we treat our customers when they walk into a shop. Right.
0: And you're really part of I mean it's a, a very big industry. I don't know what the numbers are or even if you know what the numbers are Scott, you know, but 64 I, I really
3: billion is in the uh, yeah, hair growing yeah, industry I somewhere yeah.
0: in the or billions, you know, I mean, it's, it's something – I mean, you always have to get your haircut, do you? You know, I always hate to use the word recession-proof, but, I, I mean, people always have to get their haircuts, don't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, and, and something that was interesting told to me, because, I mean, there's, there's been somewhat – I don't want to say an evolution, but there, what, what's happened with, um, you know, the hair grooming industry, so much of it has changed from – it used to be a maintenance function. Now that it's moved more to a fashion statement and expression of right. self – Kind of thing where you go not only to, you know, obviously handle the maintenance of getting your haircut, but also to say, you know, I'm looking to do something different that better reflects my personality. And, and really that's Floyd's really, you know, plays into that um, that mindset where we, we help people craft and kind of I don't want to say redefine their personality, but reinforce right. their personality.
0: There was a a great uh, slogan that I wrote down, Scott, when I was I was watching and researching, uh, you know, Floyd, and he said something like "old school, new style," and I thought that was very clever, you know, because mm-hmm. you know most of us, I mean, men anyway, I mean, we, we typically get the same haircut, don't we? You just go in, you go to the, you know, the, the person cutting your hair, and you know, you get it done the same way, you know, and, and they're kind of like advisors too, aren't they? You know, on how to bring you into the modern age. Yes,
3: very say. much so. I mean, and and we we recognize that because. I don't want to say that that grooming is a fad to but that it has ever evolving trends in what people's looks and styles are, and we stay on top of that with our Floyd's 99 Academy. So we actually do um, uh, hair cutting blogs, for lack of a better word, where we go on a, a website and actually have our our senior ambassador hairstylist come on cut somebody's hair, if there's a new cut or a new color or style, um, we actually get on, post it, and then we get bombarded with hits uh, through that through that website from not only our stylists, but, you know, stylists from other brands as well. Uh, so we really try to stay ahead of the curve uh, in educating our stylists.
0: Uh, what kind of growth expansion goals does the brand have scott and, and and you know why the emphasis on growing through franchising at this particular time
3: well free we started our first location in 2001 okay and we you know the focus was to grow you know owned and operated businesses so we have been in the owned and operated business for long we still will continue to build own and operate our own shops Right. Um, we currently have 83, um, and in franchising, again, we, we people found us through franchising because they'd be in a market where we were located, saw us, and said, "Wow, I wonder if these guys franchise." And they eventually right. reached out to one of the brothers, and we sold a franchise that way. So they recognized that in order for us to go growth to to grow nationally, uh, franchising right. was going to be the best venue, and that's why we made the decision to focus strategically on growing. More through franchising than company, although this year well i shouldn 't say this year, but the coming up in two thousand and nineteen we'll have we have seventeen shops under development uh, that will open uh, seven of those are ours uh, company operated and then ten of them will be with our franchise partners and then the plan is to toward uh, thirty to thirty five new franchises for two thousand and nineteen, and then somewhere in the neighborhood of uh fifty probably sixty to seventy five in two thousand and twenty. But again we've just done it's it's
0: interesting as you're talking about it, Scott, because it sounds like now at this point in time, I mean you have more franchisees, don't you, than than you've had corporate uh Corporate units, so you know you, you've kind of passed that point.
3: Well, yet? we will be. We we anticipate we'll have more franchise units probably by 2020 than we do corporate. Wow. Right now, the mix is 83 corporate and 33 franchise. That's
0: fantastic. That's really great. Are there particular? So we're different that-
3: than we're, we're, I'm sorry, we're different than most other franchisors, because a lot of times you'll see a franchisor, they'll get started, they might build one or two company units right. decide, hey, this is a great idea, let's go out and franchise. Whereas these guys really got their act together, developed, built, operated them, made mistakes, uh, fixed them. Right. And right. Uh, I think they're kind of in a position now where they're, they're ready to share you know, that magic vibe of Floyd's uh, with uh, future franchise partners.
0: What's um, are there particular territories that you're looking to expand into franchising, Scott? Like in the United States?
3: Sure, uh, we're we're definitely we we want to go nationwide, um, but I I think the focus will be, um, you know, mid tier markets in the Midwest, so Columbus, Indianapolis, uh, Southeast in uh, North Carolina, particularly Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, uh, Miami, Atlanta. Right. And then west, we'd be looking at uh, Las Vegas, uh, Albuquerque, um, and then as I said, the you know major Midwest markets, in Kansas City and St. Louis would also be targets for us because we, we have a very strong presence in Chicago. We have 13 locations there, obviously well represented in Denver, which is our headquarters. Um, but we really, and then we also have a decent presence in uh, Florida, uh, in the Orlando market. Uh, right. So we we currently have company. An infrastructure in place to be able to support uh, franchising in some of those region, some of those uh, regional markets around the country
0: that's terrific you know when I was watching the videos and researching um uh, Floyd Scott you know it, what I liked about the organization is that you you know you let your hairstylists be themselves you know like you said you know it's okay it's yeah. to you know let them have their tattoo it just just be themselves you know different hair colors and things like that and just you know it, it's it's a very eccentric you know type of environment you know and I I, I think that's important that's that's really how you know you're in Floyd. and I even like the uh you know, how they kind of like, you know, shave the back of your neck and, um, you know, then they have the massage, you know, I think that's like a three minute massage or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just yes. there's so many features, aren't there, to Floyd, that you just don't get in other places, do you?
3: All the way. I mean, there's, there's a very detailed, systematic process from the moment you walk in the door to the moment right. you walk out. Uh, we, we embrace you and cumber you with, you know, attention uh, and service. Uh, so it's it's all the way through. And and we do it for a price that just would blow people away.
0: As we were talking about, you know, it really is an experience. And, you know, Floyd's, you know, one of the things I got to, you know, and, and I guess this really comes from the founders of the organization, is they've really developed this great culture within the organization as well, amongst the, with their employees and their franchisees, haven't they, Scott?
3: Very much so. I mean, it's – I'll tell you a story we have – um, we the um, whenever our stylists and we have an interesting mix because we have ninety two percent of our clientele is male, eight percent is female, but in terms of employees, it's just the opposite. It's ninety ninety ten female to male uh, in terms right. of the stylists and barbers. And so when uh, some of our stylists, in the event they're married, get uh, pregnant, have kids, we have a uh, we have a card that we have written out for everybody at the office signs. We sent it to them, and they go on maternity leave. And then we also sent them a onesie for their uh, for their newborn. And then this year we did it with a, uh, a you know a, a colorless sleeve that looked like a tattoo that we sent with the onesie. So it's just things that we things that they do for the employees. The other thing they do, which is great, is our busiest day of the year is the day before Thanksgiving. We are just jammed, oh, wow. and so we send out care boxes because the, the stylists are so busy during the day they can't go out for lunch. So we send them a huge box filled with cookies with snacks with candy and that type of thing, and that they can just go to and grab real quick in between their appointments and we send that out to every single shop in the system so that they have it's, something to
0: i no, i think that's. i'm good. sorry go ahead you know, I... I take my son to uh, and I won't say the name of the place I take him to but you know it's it's it, it, it's a franchise and you know it's interesting every time we go in there it seems like there's different hairstylists in there there's never it, it seems to me there's a high turnover you know so you can never get the same haircut mm-hmm. from the same person you know and it's just a place exactly. he likes to go to I don't know I just it makes him feel comfortable going there you know but it's it, you know it just always seemed like there was like a high I don't know if it's it's high turnover in that industry but you guys avoid that it seems like because you treat your employees really important and I, I think that's important important in your business isn't it?
3: it it really is i mean i think that the dedication that we have to our stylists uh just you know in terms of those simple things that we do with with the, the care boxes and the and the onesies for for the soon to be moms and then uh just the, the endless just allowing them to be themselves in the shop and right. uh we want them to go and and go to a place where, you know, they wake up every morning and say, gosh, I can't wait to get to work. You know, I can't wait to see so-and-so. I've got him scheduled today or I've got her scheduled today. Uh, it's it's a really different environment and uh, does a lot in attracting great people. But, I mean, we first and foremost, we place, you know, our employees at the, uh, at the top of the pyramid uh, in terms of making sure that so they're a family, really. And it's a family-run business, so it makes sense.
0: That's true. That's true. What does, you know, because you get to work with a lot of franchisees, Scott. What does a successful Floyd's 99 barbershop operator or franchisee look like?
3: There, I, I, you know, there really isn't. Uh, they're all very different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some, some have come out of the hair grooming, you know, hair grooming industry. Uh, some have been successful uh, in the corporate world, managing, you yeah. know. Uh, large departments within a corporate world, you know, ready to just kind of move on to their second career. Um, Some of them have been successful in other businesses where they've managed uh, multiple business locations uh, and and set up an infrastructure. So uh, I wish I could say that there is a a simple formula to describe them, but uh, I I would say our franchisees are
0: as eclectically
3: different as, as the stylists in our shops
0: great and it's nice to have that diversity too scott you know as you know Mm -hmm. we've been doing such a long time you know it really adds to the, the character and the culture of the franchise doesn't it
3: yes very much so very much so uh it's a great group and and uh we're looking to continue that when we go you know when we really formally break out with franchising um you know in the next next couple of weeks so we'll be rolling out uh you know all of our our uh, arrows and our quiver, so to speak, in terms of uh, attracting people uh, to come in and, and experience Floyd's and, and have them get to know it better and have us get to know them better as well. Uh, that's a critical right. piece for us is, is, the, is the relationship element is making sure that, uh, you know, we're going to be as comfortable with them as they are with us. Uh, it's, it's, right. it's a two-way street. With respect to that, that's,
0: as you know, support and training are, are, of course, very important to franchising, Scott. So maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what is the support and training um, that the brand offers its franchisees?
3: Sure. Um, I think that's that's one of the things. Well, there's there's two parts of that. There's the actual training mm-hmm. that we provide. And, you know, we do. We have the Floyd's 99 Academy, so we have a person dedicated, a director uh, of that training um, that creates not only the ongoing education, but also does uh, a lot of the, a lot of, but much, much of the onboarding uh, that takes place where we actually have them come in, you know, our brand ambassadors, so to speak, that come in to help with the hiring process for uh, the franchisee. Um, So we have there are 13 people in our national education team that actually go out and handle uh, the technical element of it, which is the cutting, uh, the cutting styling of the training, uh, right. the service steps that we have called Take It to 11, um, and then expert product recommendations. Because we also have a retail line that we sell in our stores, uh, Floyd's Grooming, where we offer hair grooming products that is we actually manufacture and build under our own brand name. And we help them mm-hmm. use that. We help to sell them. We train to help them sell that stuff uh, in, the st- in the shop as well. So right. they'll come in two days prior to uh, the shop opening uh, to kind of rehearse it, but there's, you know, long before that, there's extensive training for a week uh, that's provided to them as well, um, and then the ongoing element, which is the continuing education where we'll do the, the uh online uh, training through BehindTheChair.com where we post those blogs to, to show people you know, different cuts and colors that we'll, right. we'll introduce into the shops. So there's lots and lots. Of, we really take that seriously. That's probably the one element um, that from a franchise standpoint uh, we really put a lot of money and time into uh, in terms of supporting the franchisees. And and we need to do that because some of the right. people we're going to be attracting you know, aren't from the hair grooming industry. So they don't have the first clue who to hire, how to hire them, and so we created a department for recruiting and retention where we have a full-time person, a director, uh, dedicated just to that element to provide that as an additional service for our franchisees. We did it in-house corporately, but eventually, you know, we'll be able to offer this uh, to the franchisees as well.
0: I, I think it's important, Scott, you know, because a lot of men, you know, sometimes i just say, you know, men know, I think, more about grooming today than our grandfathers did, you know, but – you know, nevertheless, there's still, I think a lot of men still aren't experts, you know, and a lot of times you can go for a great haircut, but, you know, then you get home and. You can't do the same thing, you know. So I, I think it's important that you know your you know your hairstylist advise people, you know, and say, okay, well, this when you're home, this is how you do it. So they're almost like advisors yep. in a way too, aren't they? You know, because you, again, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm no, that's do.
3: you nailed it, Marty. That's exactly right. There is there's very much an upgraded educational element from an advisory standpoint uh, that the that the stylist have with their guests that they, you know, you and I back in the day when we got our haircut, you know, we walked out of there, gave them the tip, and walked out, and that right. was it. You know. And that it. <laughs> so today it's very much a ongoing how do I maintain you know right. this look and and they'll advise you and exactly. help you with that.
0: Is there such a thing as a, a typical day for a Floyd 99 barbershop franchisee, Scott? You know, I'm sure that, you know, there's some, some similarities. I'm sure every day is a little bit different because you're dealing with different customers, of course. But, um, you know, how would you describe a typical
3: day? Well, I, I think a lot of it is just going from shop to shop and making sure that um, the, the franchisee is – or, the you know, the shop manager – uh, is implementing, you know, the Floyd's 99 service uh, elements. That's a critical piece. Um, you know, when Rob and, and Bill and Paul, when they take me for shop it's one of the things they do, you know, obviously they're not cutting anybody's hair, thank God, um, but, you know, one of the things that they do is they'll pick up a broom and, uh, you know, start sweeping hair on the floor, or they'll go in the back and uh, check and make sure are full towels. I mean, they'll, whatever they have to do to kind of aid the, you know, the shop, um, just make people feel, Hey, we're involved and we want to see you be successful. Uh, they really appreciate it. That's for sure. I got a note a buddy of mine goes to a Floyd's and, um, that he he was talking to him and just said had mentioned that I had started working there and the uh, the the, uh, the stylist said oh yeah Paul was in here last week he was sweeping up he was doing this and so things that we do transfer over to what the franchisees do uh, with their shops and just making sure that we're maintaining service levels uh, make sure that uh, we're we're responding to appointment setting correctly uh, handling walk ins appropriately um, it's just all those little little things that you do uh, that add up to make it successful. Right,
0: that's terrific. I noticed, too, that um, Floyd's 99, they also um, have gotten involved in some causes uh, too, Scott. I think one of them might have been, was it diabetes, if, if I remember correctly? Yes,
3: we um, are. Like that's, that is our big national uh, uh, charitable organization that we do, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, because mm-hmm. one of our uh, brother's family members uh, came down with it, and so that was was kind of a cause close to home. For us, And so we decided that uh, that was the one that we were going to brace from a national standpoint. But all of our shops do a lot of local outreach as well, either to churches, uh, to schools, uh, just any local arts organizations. Um, We really make it a point of, you know, having community involvement uh, be preeminent in how we operate our business.
0: Do you get the question a lot? And I know the answer to this, but you know how they came up with the name Scott Floyd 99?
3: Well, the the 99 came from that was the year 1999 that they came up with right. the idea. We opened the first one in 2001, but there, the Floyd is definitely a vague reference to, you know, Floyd from the uh Andy Griffith show, uh right. you know, Floyd the barber in that. Yes. So, but it, that's great. It's it's that, but the, you know, he he really isn't any part of our marketing or advertising campaign. They just thought <laughs> right. we like Floyd cuz it's kind of an old school name. Uh, right it is with an old school concept with a new twist
0: that's terrific. I think there was a nirvana song too wasn't there A uh, Floyd Nightnet or something like that if I remember correctly i don't
3: know are well there very well could be that i that's a little that's <laughs> trivia i'm not aware of, but Rob would probably be able to confirm that for you because he's the one yeah, you'll have to i mean when you think about it, one of the things I like about it is is that you know if there's one thing if there's one element of American culture that 's really influenced hairstyles it's rock and roll, and so that's, that's right. another piece why. Uh, rock and roll is such an important part of our mix uh, in terms of our environment, is because of the influence that uh, that rocks had over the years with hairstyles.
0: And the radio, I thought was very clever, Scott. You know, I haven't seen that before, but you know, I understand that the radio. I guess every every Floyd's is is. Consistently playing, I guess you can hear no matter what Floyd you go into, they're always play, hearing the same music, aren't they? At the same time, it's our know.
3: yeah, it's our radio station, it's Floyd's ninety nine oh, yes. radio that we oh, have, and uh, they keep telling, they keep asking me. Said, you know, Scott, you're going to be the new voice of Floyd's ninety nine radio. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll I'll try to find the time.
0: That's great. <laughs> uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about you know the cost, uh Scott. If you could talk about it, you know, is, is how much does it cost to open? a Floyd's ninety nine franchise.
3: You know, with the with a typical build out package you'd get from a landlord in terms of, you know, tenant improvement allowances and so forth, you're probably gonna right. be in the you know, the, the sweet spot will be in about the three twenty to three fifty range, all in. And that would be, you know, that's that's your you know both your build out and uh, your equipment. And there's there's a couple of things too that are kind of unique to Floyd's is you look at the that that rock poster collage on the walls. That's not a print. Those are actual rock and roll posters that we put up individually in each one of the stores. So that's that's something that's a little that that really gives it kind of a individualized look. The other thing that we do is we have a great relationship with a street artist named Jonas Never. And we found him purely Bill happens to be a patron at this bar restaurant in Santa Monica and ran into a bartender. They got to talking and discussed, you know, what do you do? And he said, I'm a street artist. And uh, he said, really? And he says, well, we've got these Floyd's 99 Barbershops, and we'd love for you to do a mural. And so Jonas started doing these murals for us, and so he – individualizes all of our locations. So if you're in Chicago, you'll see a lot of Chicago-themed murals. But he puts those either on the inside wall in the shop or he does them on a, you know, if we have an exposed brick wall on the exterior, he'll do it there. So if you go to Jonas Never uh, on Instagram, he does that. Now he's world famous. I mean, he does. He did a a huge collage street poster uh, mural in L.A. when LeBron James came to the Lakers uh, so there's a huge one of him. But he does all sorts of celebrities uh, that are California-themed, does a lot of, your, a lot of stuff for the Dodgers, uh, a lot of stuff for the Los Angeles Kings, hockey. Uh, but he does, you know, covers the gamut in the sports and entertainment world. And they're all over L.A. There's got to be hundreds of them all over the uh, L.A. area. Uh, but he's also done them for us. In fact, he's done one in Chicago. The one I love is the, uh, he did a play on the Abbey Road, the, the Beatles, where right. it's a shot of Wrigley Field. And then you see the Beatles walking across Addison Street in front of Wrigley, and that's a mural in one of our shops in Chicago. Wow. So they're really very, very innovative, and uh, we're just really lucky to be partnering with them. Super, super guy.
0: Going all the different franchises, you know, and you get to see – you know, how they're yep. customized to some extent, you know, it, it must be interesting for exactly. you, to, you know, to visit all of them, you know, so I I, I think that's fantastic. Um, again, when I have someone on, on on the show like yourself, Scott, you know, you have all this experience you've been doing it such a long time. You know, one of the questions we like to ask you is what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because as you know, there seems to be so much more out there today compared to 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you know, and I, I think it makes Boy. it difficult sometimes for our listeners to say, okay, where do I begin? You know, because there's so much out there. From everything you've learned up to this point, what what advice would you give to our listeners in the quest to buy a franchise?
3: Sure. I You know, I, I think first and foremost, uh, find something, you know, it's, it's that adage from that book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. And I think right. find a franchise that, that, you know, fits your personality, that's, that you mm-hmm. really would be invested in from an not only, obviously, a financial sense, but more, more importantly, an emotional sense, uh, that this right. is something that, that really touches you personally. Um, so I think that's the first thing you want to start with. And then really do a lot of homework and then you know, just find out what, how involved the franchise or is in the business. Um, you know, what do they do, especially in today's world? The training, um, the training and education element is so critical. What are they doing in marketing? Um, those to me are kind of the two huge buzzwords. Uh, and important things to look at is the training, education, and, and the marketing. And obviously, operations support is going to be important. But if you don't have those fundamentals in place, um, you're not going to be successful. But make sure that the franchisor is invested in that, that they've they've really put their money where their mouth is, um, and that they're going to provide you, the franchisee, with the resources you need. Uh, as we like to say, to get butts and seats, uh, but just you know, get feet in the door. Uh, for your franchise, get customers.
0: I think this is a fun franchise. Again, you've worked with a lot of different types of franchise systems over the years, Scott. You know, this is this is a fun franchise. At the end of the day, isn't
3: it? Oh man, it really is. I mean, it's just I love doing shop visits. I'm still yeah. doing them, and you know, you meet the you meet the stylists, you meet the, the the shop managers, you meet the the customer service coordinators, and I mean, everybody has a smile on their face. There's no you know, there's no. <clears throat> gloomy Susans out there they're just they love it I mean you just you just feel good every time you walk into the shop it's a lot of fun it really is and you just meet great people and and you'd meet great different people too. That's for sure.
0: What's the best way, Scott, for our listeners to get more information on Floyd's 99, uh, the, the service, and of course the franchise opportunity itself? Any websites that you'd like them to go to?
3: They can go to you know the Floyd's 99 Barbershop uh, website. Uh, they can call me. They can go, they can reach out to me at scott.n at Floyd'sBarbershop.com, or they okay. can call me direct at 847-477-9088. I'll so talk to anybody.
0: Cool. I'm really glad I had you back on the show today, Scott, because I love this concept. I was blown away when I saw it, and I said, I've got to have you guys on the show. So I'm glad you, you did it you know Come on today, and I'd like, again, I'd like to wish you a happy holiday, and I'd like to invite you back in a couple of years again you know, and, and get an update on how Floyd's 99 is doing, because I think this is a great concept.
3: Yes, I, I, I agree with you, and I look forward to doing the same. So thank you very much, and, and happy holidays to you as well.
0: Thanks. It's been a pleasure, Scott. We'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisee needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews.
1: Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919.
2: Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher.
4: Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business?
2: Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher.
4: The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher
2: will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors.
4: Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick-and-mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations.
2: Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help.
4: We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032.
2: That's FranchiseTeacher.com. Or call us at
0: 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews. And welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now. And during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Nick Freeman, who is the founder of College Hunks, Hauling and Junk, and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really Brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. What, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them Nick, we call them aspiring franchisepreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees?
5: You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four Fs. When considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise, and I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so, right. the first F is fit. Is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In, in other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective as this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives? Uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business. Uh, the second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this right. endeavor? Whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents, you know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough and in their inner circle to say, "I told you so." You want them to, you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last f is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know franchise yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have you know an alignment, of vision and values to be able to enjoy. Uh, working together so that's really what we look for you know we we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed uh-huh. we don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently uh we want them to tell us that they believe in the, in, in, in what we've created and, and sure we would you know want to continuously improve and encourage ideas but uh, not you know we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it uh you know doing it their own way and i think that's you know really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is, uh, is going to be successful long-term. They need to really take into account those factors.
0: That's, yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber has been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in, in, in over a decade. And I, I, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really, your business, you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know, it, but, you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there, you know, like family support, you know, and even at fun. I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business. And, you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers, I, guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face don't you absolutely absolutely and i mean
5: you know as you know there's over three thousand franchise opportunities out there so Mm -hmm. you know what's going to separate one from the other it's got to be something that you can enjoy and i guess i'll grab another f out of there i'm I'm on a roll here fulfillment you know is is it something that uh, you know we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out because i think franchising is a lot a lot like a gym membership you know if you join the gym you've got fitness goals you getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. so if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. you're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know fellow franchisees that you can you know hold each other accountable with, but you still got to show up and put in the effort to uh, to execute that business model so uh, that's where I think those those factors come into play
0: once you decide that you know you do like them. You know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks hauling and junk moving franchise opportunity, all you have to do is go to franchiseinterviews.com, go to our franchise interviews by category page, and then go to our home repair and improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It was great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've doing it now over 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone so thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising sponsored by Franchise Interviews take care everyone